again, and welcome to American Top 40. My name's Casey Kasem, and I'm back and ready for our weekly countdown of the 40 most popular songs in the nation. We begin with a recap of last week's chart, and the song at number three was this one. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready, Trumbo! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why, Web? It's Spud Goodman! Greetings. Hello, Detroit, Michigan, El Paso, Texas, Wichita Falls, Texas, Fort Myers, Florida, and the whole frickin' state of New Jersey. And yes, of course, the beautiful and hydrated Northwest. My name is Spud Goodman, and I'm, uh, I'm pleased to meet everyone listening to this little radio program. Okay, I'm, I'm not really able to shake your hand or anything, but, you know, given the exploding germaphobe mania in the studio and um, everywhere else, uh, you probably would recoil if I extended my slightly uh, moist... I really would like to shake your hand, but it would be an honor, but... Yes, I'm well aware of your new little problem. <sighs> you do know as my co-host... You would have no choice if I really, really wanted to be an a-hole here. I mean, most hosts, oh. if their co-hosts refuse to oh. shake their hand, well, they'd be pretty pissed off and you'd be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. Now, this would never have happened until my problem cropped up a while ago. Before that, I would return your usually limp version of a man's handshake, right. no questions asked, and not just because I was your co-host. I would do it because it was the courteous thing to do. Don't take my current phobia personally. Well, it's just what the world needs, though. One more case of OCD? I blame it on Donald Trump. He started this whole thing, and, and maybe Howie Mandel, too. Remember uh, years uh, ago when I spent like a minute and a half holding out my hand when I interviewed Trump? Finally, I get like a sort of shake, but he, he acted like I was carrying the Ebola virus or something. It's the power of suggestion. Now, everybody's coming down with this after reading about it in People and Us. Well, his staff did tell you not to even try and shake his hand. But where's this going to end? No more slapping guys on the butt when I'm playing basketball they at the Y? Do that? No more community nuts at the bar? Yes! And, and nobody. I mean, think about it. Just don't even get me started on asking someone for a sip of their beverage. <clears throat> are, are you going to introduce me, Spud? You sort of yeah, forgot yeah, to mention Yeah, yeah, whatever. My whatever. Name. Okay, with me is Chick Hunter, my co host. Are you happy now? Happy? Maybe not, but I'm good with it, I okay, guess. Okay, so tonight's show, I think, should be not that bad. We really no, no, have... No, you know what we should have around the studio besides restocking the fridge what? with more beer? I'm we need to place hand sanitizer containers all over the place. We both know musicians are major germ carriers. They usually play in dumps. You know, not, not literally at the county dump, but some of the clubs around here are not exactly sanitary well, okay. facilities. Well, you know, okay, you have a decent point. I, I, I know of a few restrooms and clubs that are more like Petri dishes of ickiness. You know, actually... Now that you mention it, I thought about this the other day. I'm surprised 60 Minutes hasn't done a segment on gross bathrooms and bars. That's a good idea. It's something everyone can relate to because hey, everybody hey, goes hey, to bars hey, hey, do, pretty do, much. Do you remember that club I mean, in Seattle that, we, that you and I went to about 
10, 15 years ago. It was, it was next to that old movie theater. They used popcorn instead of those white hockey pucks in the urinals in the men's room. You know, when people just started then... They just started leaving other stuff on the theater in the Euros as a sort of public display of support for film no. as an art form. I saw milk duds, dots, and a few times uh, uh-uh. red vines. I don't remember that club at all, so you must have gone there really? with somebody else. That sounds gross. Um, well, if you were a movie fan, it felt just right. Too bad the club closed, too, or it would have made a good photo op for that Laura Logan from 60 Minutes, minutes to do a hard-hitting yeah, bathroom I think, expose. I think she could have probably I read she's that. off reporter probation now. It might be a right? good first story to get well, back into he, the game. who knows? Maybe some production assistant from 60 Minutes is listening right now, yeah, and we're going to pass it on. Maybe. I mean, maybe they'll pass it on, or somebody will pass it on. It, you know, it's amazing what this internet webby kind of thing, you know, people... Who knows who's listening? Yeah. All right. Well, right now it's time for some music. How about the hardest rocking band in Northwest history and touring the world to this day and still tearing it up, by the way? Yes, they are. Here are the Sonics with their classic The Witch Live in 1966. I'll never tire of listening to these guys.
is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, what's going on? This is Tom Arnold. I love fat women and cocaine. And you're listening to my buddy, who I met at a cocaine anonymous meeting. Uh, Spud Goodman. I probably shouldn't say it out loud. It's supposed to be anonymous. But Spud Goodman, I hope you're still sober, buddy. And I love rock cocaine. There's a call, and I think this is, like, really important. Oh, I, cer- I certainly hope so. Okay, please welcome a legendary musician, and in this case, I'm not using excessive hyperbole, uh, Mark no, Mothersbaugh no. of Devo. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Mark. Greetings, sir. Okay. Hey, oh, I should probably say this. With me is my longtime co-host, mm-hmm. Mr. Chick Hunter. Chick, now you're a, you're a longtime Devo fan, too, so you're allotted five words. I'm going to give you five full words now with Mark. Hi, Mark. I like creamsicles. Okay, you're done. All right. Okay, Devo will be appearing Wednesday, June 25th at the Neptune Theater in Seattle on uh, on the Hardcore Devo Tour, which will feature songs from 1974 to 77. The show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are still available online. Now, Mark, sadly, this tour will honor a very talented member of the band that recently passed away, correct? Uh, yes, that is, that is a correct statement. Uh, Bob number two of Devo passed away this year. It was... It was uh, a little bit shocking, and um, uh, we are mourning the passing, and uh, we're honoring him with with songs from the very earliest days of Devo. These are songs that um, most of them, we never even played them outside of a basement. Super. Cool. Um, well, I have to admit that I wore out a couple copies of Are We Not Man, We Are Devo many years ago, and thank God my uh, copy on CD has held up well. But it should be noted to the two or three music fans out there listening um, who maybe aren't aware of just how influential Devo was. Man, I, I don't really have the time to list all the bands, you know, that, that you guys shaped in some fashion. Let's just say a hell of a lot. Do you have any personal favorites? Oh, you know, it's like... Uh... It's kind of the oddest things that end up um, that end up um, making you laugh because I mean there's all sorts of, of larger size bands that have that have covered Debo and even um, Arcade Fire is that how you say their name? Yes. They 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 did Uncontrollable Urge uh, a few weeks ago. Wow. Uh, or not that long ago they were playing Uncontrollable Urge in their show. But but I always kind of like the kind of more like when it's a lounge act that t- decides to do a, like a samba version of something or or um or Cher doing Whip It at Las Vegas, which seemed incredibly misguided, but yet was perversely kind of uh, fun to watch. That would have been worth the price of the ticket. Yeah. Super. Um, well, let's let's deal with the early days, because um, the tour is kind of centered on some of the tunes from that era. Um, is it true that occasionally when you guys were starting out that uh, uh, maybe some promoters unplugged you because they just couldn't, they couldn't quite figure it out? Yeah, this is this is material that even predates that. But yes, um, our earliest shows, um, uh, we were um, misunderstood from the very beginning. But but I think at the same time we also kind of functioned as lightning rods for hostility. So so that's kind of what 
let us on that we were, if these people didn't like us, then we must be doing something right. Super. Um, hey, true story that uh, Bowie and Iggy Pop helped you get the first record deal with Warner Brothers. Is that accurate? Yeah, that, that was, that's very correct. Um, uh, we had, I'm trying to remember the year, it must have been 76. We slipped, um, we, we, we found a girl in, in Cleveland who could get back into the dressing rooms for um, when Iggy Pop was touring and David Bowie was playing uh, keyboard for him on, uh, I don't know which was first, Fool or uh, or uh, Lust for Love, I think it was The Fool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so he was playing on that tour, Bowie was playing on that tour, so she got backstage and handed him a, a cassette, and we were one of, uh, according to Iggy and David, we were one of about 500 people that did that on that tour. But when they went back to Germany to record uh, Lust for Life, uh, because German radio was so terrible in those days, they they pulled out this suitcase full of tapes that Bowie had, and they just and Iggy was assigned to go through them and look for stuff to listen to, and he found the Devo tape, and they started playing it, and um, uh, they thought it w- they thought it couldn't be a real band, and uh, Hunt and Tony Sales were playing um, bass and drums on on that album that they were working on, so the four of them were just jamming on Devo songs, thinking this can't even really be a real band or even possible, and. And it wasn't until they finished uh, that album, and then uh, Iggy came back to the States, and he he saw her name on the marquee at the Starwood, and, and so he showed up, and 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 um, we we got to meet him, and then shortly after that uh, met David. Wow! Matter of fact, we even we even lived with uh, uh, Bob too. And I lived with um, Iggy for a while when we had no place to stay in, in uh, Los Angeles. We we stayed at his house out in Malibu, and uh, and Devo rehearsed in his living room. That must have been boring. Um, geez, I can only imagine. Yeah, sitting um, around. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, recently we did a show on the topic of uh, the de-evolution of man, and of course we credited the theory to Devo. But looking at the world, and more specifically American culture right now, don't you feel even more vindicated today looking at the low-information older voters and or the Fox Nation, along with a attention span of maybe milliseconds with a growing number of bored younger kids. You know, I mean, you guys were so on the money. Does, do you feel? You know, it's sad to say, but we, we have been vindicated. Uh, I, I think uh, I think uh, the world is in, is in a downward spiral that we never would have imagined uh, as far as um, evolutionary forces at work. Um, we're, we're fighting the gravity of, of stupidity. I, I take it it's exceeded then your original projections. Yeah, you know, it, it makes you feel old when you, when you look around and, and things are, um, are more like idiocracy than you ever imagined it could be. Yeah, well stated. Um, okay, I have to touch on your very successful career now as a composer of music for film and TV. I mean, way back, you, you worked on Pee Wee's Playhouse, for God's sake, and now your name is everywhere. When the music credits credits roll on a ton of shows, your name pops up, of course. Rugrats. So how busy does that end of your career keep you right now? Well, that, that's kind of what I've mostly been doing, and and Bob, too, was my engineer and producer, and he worked, on me and worked with me on... Things from um, Pee Wee's Playhouse mm-hmm. and Wes Anderson movies through a lot. Of, he would have, if he was still here, he probably would have been working with me on on Lego, which is and um, 
22 Jump Street, which is uh, the number one movie this week. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, well, I, he's fine, but I kind of feel like I am de-evolving right now. I can't remember where I left my car keys, and my mom's going to be really mad. It's only going to get worse. Deal with it. Um, hey, has this ever occurred to you uh, off the record? You, I'm just thinking. I just popped into my mind, but... Uh, you and LeBron are probably the two most uh, famous people to ever come out of Akron, the area of Ohio, huh? Uh, oh, Chrissy Hines more famous than Debo. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay the okay. three of you. Yeah. And Black Keys—they're really big. They're—they're they're pretty big. Yeah, but it's okay. Funny. Pop- I knew their dads because their dads had bands when Debo was around, and so they're like the progeny of. Wow. Okay. Maybe famous, famous, famous. Maybe wasn't the right term, but in terms of uh, your contribution to uh, American culture, let's put it that way, and uh, and pop or culture sexy. specifically. You probably meant to say sexy. You know that too. That too. I, I was remiss with that. Spud, Spud, Spud. Can I borrow your phone? Mine's dead. I have to text my mom right away and tell her to take Jeopardy tonight. I, I forgot to set my DVR, and I can't miss that. Shh. Oh, mm. I'll give it to you when we're done. Right. Jeez. Mm. All right. Well, okay. Once again, Devo will be appearing June 25th in Seattle at the Neptune Theater with the Hardcore Devo Tour featuring their songs from 1974 to 77, I believe. Tickets are still available, yeah. but fans need to hurry as I know they're going fast. I, we're on the street, and I've got a little bit of that word from some of my friends. They're they're They're... They're definitely going fast. So thank you so much, Mark, for checking in with us. Uh, Chick, you want to say goodbye? I, yeah, thanks for being here. All right, that was well stayed. Okay. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's uh, musical guest interview time, one of my favorite parts of the program. Please greet uh, tonight's guest, Mark Pickerel, who is a veteran of the Northwest music scene. Before we begin, I should probably acknowledge he was a member of the Screaming Trees from 1985 to 1991, later was in the bands Truly and the Dark Fantastic. He now has his third solo record out, Tess, which was released last year. Mark, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much. Super. Um, now, you have uh, had a very interesting career to this point, having lived through what was a very chaotic period in Northwest music history. Uh, I think that's probably an accurate statement. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I would, I would uh, concur. Okay. Well, among your many projects, uh, you performed on two tracks on Nirvana's With the Lights Out box set with a ton of other bands also over the years. For our listeners, for our listeners in other markets around the country, and maybe actually in like across the ocean in a few countries uh, like in Europe and like other places that are listening, um... Can you describe how crazy it was around here during the peak of that era? Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. You referenced my having played with Nirvana, and uh, you know, Dave Grohl was just uh, in town a few days ago, and he was asking me about the, the climate that uh, existed here 
uh, following Nirvana's success with Nevermind. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, my friends or bands that existed within that circle of uh, iconic grunge bands or whatever, mm-hmm. have you not? Um, well, a lot of the bands that didn't do so well uh, after being pursued by the major labels have, you know, over the years kind of talked about how gross it was that we were all surrounded by A&R men and, you know, people up here whining and dining us. But the truth of the matter is we loved it. We loved the attention. We loved the free meals. We loved the free drinks. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, and in a lot of cases, these record labels uh, funded the first couple of tours by a lot of us bands. And, you know, some of the bands went on to have huge success and, and others didn't. But uh, it's hard to look back and complain about um, having that kind of spotlight on you when it's what you've craved for so many years. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's well stated. Food Thank is you. good. Yeah, free drinks are, are nice yeah. too. Yeah. Um, okay, well, hey, now that you tour solo a lot, does it feel good to like have the autonomy to play whatever you whatever you feel like in the car on the way you know to the gig? Because the only person you have to argue with is you, right? And I don't lose many of those arguments myself. Absolutely, it's true. I did do uh, an entire tour uh, several years ago where I drove by myself from Seattle to Birmingham, Alabama and back. Wow. And, uh, and to make matters more challenging and difficult, I didn't, my CD player wasn't working, so all I had was just the radio. And uh, as, as you can imagine, uh, trying to find a station between like Los Angeles and Birmingham, Alabama on those long stretches of highway, uh, it's, it's difficult to find anything uh, that you would actually want to... Uh, expose yourself to I know you like to expose yourself to all kinds of things but yes um, statues but, but I would have been that would have been kind of boring I would have played slug bug with myself for a little while but that wouldn't have get me through maybe I don't know Kansas it's kind of like a right. far away eye okay story. well um, hey who's who's had the most uh, influence on you musically in your career that's a trite question but I'm curious well I could I could uh, spend a ton of time talking about that but it's just it's funny that uh, you had Mark Mothersbaugh on earlier mm-hmm. because uh, a record that I, I passed along to you earlier tonight that I, I put out a couple of years ago called Cody's Dream. Uh, the song Cody's Dream is sort of a, and, and the, the concept behind uh, some of the record and that song is about a, a, a struggling young punk new wave band um, from my hometown and influenced by everyone from Devo to Bow Wow Wow and Adam and the Ants. And I actually stole the lyrics foot forward from Devo's Whip It for my chorus. And um, That's off and the so, record, though. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but literally, Devo um, has had a, a ton of influence mm-hmm. on, on what I've done. And while a lot of people, um, when referencing my music or describing my music, oftentimes reference, you know, country, western or whatever, uh, the truth of the matter is I grew up despising that kind of music. I grew up just a few yards from one of uh, Eastern Washington's largest um, radio towers that broadcast nothing but country music. It was mm-hmm. just a, f- a few yards from my home. And even my telephone picked up uh, the country radio station. Like if I picked up a phone mm-hmm. to call somebody, it was like, take this job and shove it on, on the telephone. Or Let me out of here! Yeah. Could have been worse. That, that's not real. Well, it was it's worse. Not a great tune, but yeah. Elvira by, you know, right. Alabama or whoever. I mean... Okay, now you're getting into that territory so, where I, I totally hear you. Yeah, right. so it was it was really tough. So I... I 
so to this day, you know, really, even though I, I think for whatever reason, maybe that soil just got into my singing or something like that. Cause I, I, I acknowledge that maybe there's a, a country influence, but I'm always trying to, um, borrow from other influences right. like Devo or Robin Hitchcock or, you know, um, Oh, you know, the Sonics, for instance, huge Sonics fan. Um, They're the best. Yeah. So, you know, I've owned record stores and worked in record stores all my life. So mm-hmm. my influences are, are almost too wide and varied to even, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I just, I'm really excited to hear you play because I, 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 you know, I, could you, could you play a song for sure. right now? I'm going to play a song that I'm, I'm just learning. It's by Scott McCoy, who I know who's, has performed here before. It's called uh, The Backroom of the Bar. Inside the dogs are withered and hungry And the soldiers are laughing out loud They wave their bottles and blow out the candles Of the lonely who move in a crowd And the storm clouds hide the volcanoes But they shall never find me here Where I torture myself with memories Still clear through tequila and beer Past the parrot and the peasant Past the man and his lonely guitar Through the black hallway choking with smoke To find the back room of the bar I could not forgive you for letting the Frenchman Although I know I made you Yvonne You said I drove you away with my drinking Well it's gotten much worse since you've gone I lost the dozens of letters that you sent me Never acknowledged receiving the one They said I taught you how to love leaving Just to remember it goes on Past the parrot and the peasant Past the man and his lonely guitar Through the black hallways choking on a smoke Towards the back room of the bar and now I'm out of my mind with the mess call I couldn't change when you finally returned They say I taught you how love could be holy But that's something that I still haven't learned Now the questions that keep me surrounded With despair from morning till night there's no answers to keep me from drowning There's no answers to make it all right Past the parrot and the peasant Past the man and his lonely guitar Through the black a hallway choked with smoke To find the back room of the bar Past the parrot and the peasant past the man and his lonely guitar 
through the blacker hallway I'm a choking on the smoke To find the back room of the bar This is the Spud Goodman Show I'm still not over my surprise Don't touch that mouse Spud and Chick will be right back After this brief intermission Mama is on the phone. Uh, okay, fine, you know. Uh, I have asked her, though, many times why she calls into this live radio show when she can call me any other time. Well, you know the answer to that, Spud. Everyone knows you never pick up when anyone calls you. I've never asked you why. That, that's my business. But Okay, put her through. Spud, the baby almost died giving birth, too. I was sort of listening to your show. I left the station on the laptop in my bedroom and could sort of hear it in the living room. Right. Did I hear you say you were afraid of catching some exotic disease? Oh, no, 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 Ms. Gooden. That was me. I'm just trying to make sure I make good choices regarding sanitary conditions in my life. You could never be too careful. Mom, you know, I was brought up to not worry about that stuff, right? I mean, you had like a four-day rule. Um, if any food fell to the floor, I don't know, if it stayed there for over four days, you gave it to the wild cats in the backyard, remember? But otherwise, we ate it. A little dirt of leaves on the floor never killed anybody. What? Hey, did, did, you, did you hear that, Chick? Did, did you hear that? Really? I mean, it, it may not have tasted real Ugh. good, but nobody in our family ever died from it. Damn. You can't prevent everything. You should have seen the fridge, though. I mean, there was always really interesting stuff growing in there. Oh, Very colorful. Uh. So where do you think penicillin comes from? Mold has saved a lot of lives, you know. Oh, God, I think I'm feeling a little lightheaded right now. I'm going to just, say, right. just say goodbye, Ms. Goodman. Okay, okay. Mom, I, I got to go. I got to go. I'll be by tomorrow, I promise, no matter what. Bye. Okay, I love you. Love you, too. All right. Okay, right now it's, uh, it's clip of the week time. Uh, this is something I pulled out. Um, you know, I chose this one because I really can't handle hearing House Republicans bitching about liberals gutting our national defense capabilities anymore when they time after time vote down every overdue benefit adjustment proposed for our veterans who risk their lives doing their jobs. You know, but they approve every freaking weapon system up for a vote, even the ones the Pentagon doesn't even want. Something's really messed up here, and, you know, nothing's going to ever change until everyone calls these Tea Party posers on their chicken hawk BS. Roll the damn clip. Mr. Speaker, I rise in strong opposition to this rule and to the underlying bill. You may have noticed Fox News, Fox News, Fox, Fox, Fox News is trying to help the Republicans pushing this mean, mean, mean-spirited legislation, dudes, by focusing on a California surfer, dudes, who uh, abuses the snap, 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 snap system. Well, it's time for a reality, reality check, dudes. This isn't about surfer dudes, dudes. But I'll tell you one group it is about, our nation's veterans, 50,000 of them to be exact. 
Let me clarify. These veterans with an average income of $2,500, an average income of $2,500 would lose benefits immediately. And as the bill's other provisions kick in, as many as 170,000 veterans could lose their SNAP, SNAP, SNAP assistance. In Cumberland County, North Carolina, home of Fort Bragg and of thousands of veterans, our unemployment rate is nearly 11%. This bill requires state to terminate the already minimal food aid available to able-bodied but unemployed individuals living in such high unemployment areas. High unemployment, high unemployment, high unemployment. And by the way, dudes, Republicans would also subject these veterans to the added indignity of a drug test. The added indignity of a drug test. I urge a no, no, no vote on this rule and on the underlying bill. It dishonors our poorest veterans. It disparages those the Gospel of Matthew calls the least of dudes. I yield back my time. Gentlemen's time has expired. And once again, here's Bud and Chick. And once again, here's Bud and Chick. And once again, here's Bud and Chick. Oh. But I just touched the refrigerator door getting it popped. You think You'll I need to wash fine. my hands? You'll be fine. I mean, do you can think of how many musicians have touched that door. Good. And don't say any names. Don't say well, any names. Well, do you remember that band we had on just a little while no, ago? You don't know the say one. It. Shouldn't, that well, can, I won't, that's slander. You can't panic, make accusations like that about that guy. All sorts of germs you can't and stuff do that. Sure. Why not? Yeah, he wasn't really into personal hygiene, but that's his personal business. Don't be rude. Right. It wouldn't be cool. Maybe people around them could pitch in and go to Bed Bath and Beyond and get some good stuff for him. That should do the trick. I think it's only there was only one guy. Let's be real, okay? Okay. You know, and, and it's always a drummer, isn't it? No, I don't even think it was a drummer on that one. Hmm. Anyway, um, so Sorry, I got to move on here. So, are, are, is that all you want to say? Yeah. Well, well, do you remember my old roommate I had when I lived in that apartment near Wright Park? I don't really want to talk well, about. Yeah, I did feel bad. You know, he had, I had a narc on him with the. Yeah, I, I, I know the story. Yeah, our listeners don't really care. His mom they said something about the really movie Psycho care. when he's 70. Yeah, I know that. Times and I remember. His name was Jeff, right? He right. totally reeked. I don't know how you handle living with him, but okay, moving on. Well, I sort of got used to it, at least for the first few months. Really nice guy. It did upset me when I finally did call the health department. Felt okay, really tell bad. you what. Here, hey. His look, mom did four look, and a half years for bank robbery. Now that's good to know, I but that's just. Turned her around. She gave birth to Jeff. Is that necessary? Is that really necessary? Do our listeners really care? No, they don't. So let's get back to the show right now. Let's get back on track here. All right, all right, all right. So, um, here, listen. Look, look at Mark over there. Yeah. He, yeah right? he, he's offended. He's got to be offended. Well, he, you never even tried I, to I, I, shake I, his hand in a professional, warm and. I can't. Get over and do the right thing. Now? Suck it up. Uh, hello, Mark. I think I forgot to welcome you to the you show. Gotta, thank you. You got to be. You can't be serious. Oh, thank you. You think me. I have cooties? No, 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 I, no, no. I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't have cooties. Oh. All right, I'm sorry. Let's. Okay, I, I apologize. All right, no disrespect. All right, now we got to get back on the show. We got we got a call. Oh. I, have, I have to take a call. Can, you can go outside if you want. Did you wet your pants? Just go outside. No, no, no. Spud, I'm a professional. I'm fine. I have a towel. Spud, I, I think we got a call. Should, what, what do you want to do? Let's let's take it. I oh. hope it's I hope it's him. Hey, please welcome Detlef Shrimp to the show with me. Uh, Detlef is my co-host, Chick Hunter. You jump in here, Chick, but be judicious with your verbiage. Okay. Hello, that'll work. Okay, Detlef, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Super. Um, for those who might not be NBA fans, Detlef played 16 years in the league and was Sixth Man of the Year twice. You had an amazing career, but we wanted to talk to you about a really important event coming up. The Detlef Shrimp Foundation's Celebrity Gala and Silent Auction in Bellevue, Washington, Saturday, June 21st. And then, of course, your 21st annual Celebrity Golf Tournament at McCormick Woods in Port Orchard, Washington, on Monday, June 23rd. And for the record, 
You have raised many millions of dollars for children's charities many. throughout, you know, through your foundation. So we wanted to do our part and at least get the word out. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, thank you for having me, and obviously thanks for uh, announcing that uh, for our foundation and golf tournament. That uh, we have a, uh, you know, obviously a long track record. Twenty-one years seems like we just started, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, but time flies by. And um, you know, we are just fortunate to be in this environment up here in this community that's very supportive. Uh, we got great sponsors every year that have been with us for a long time and we support great causes you know healing center and inspire youth project this year for the gala uh, they've been with us for quite a few years and uh, they're they're very much needed a service they provide to our community our children and and we're just happy to be part of it hey off the record do you have to know how to actually play golf to enter your tournament i mean chick and i here do play a little miniature golf on the weekends but we've never uh -huh. hit the ball with one of those wood sticks but ask them ask them if, if we can get one of his old sweatbands or something um, I think they're all gone by now. Oh. Uh, I'm actually a decent golfer. I'm uh, I'm about a 10 handicap, so uh, you know I can shoot in the 70s, but I can also shoot in the 80s. It all depends on the day. As an occasional <laughs> guest on one of our favorite shows, Parks and Rec, I think you've been on at least three times. Did you find our friend Jim O'Hare, who plays Jerry, Larry, and Gary Gergich on the show, to be a team player, or did he try to swipe any of your lines? I because I, I know it's tempting, and if so, remember he is a great guy. It must have been a bad day for him. Well, actually, uh, it was a lot of fun doing that. Uh, I did like three cameo appearances and, uh, you know, a kind of first TV show I've done. Probably the last. I haven't, I haven't gotten any calls then, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, most of the guys were, were really nice. Uh, we just hung out. You know, there's a lot of downtime, so you get to chat a little bit. And uh, it, it was fun doing it. It was interesting. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I think this is uh, this is the last season for Park and Rec. So they, they announced it. Uh, and it will be over, so I think it's a, it's a funny show, and unfortunately, you know, all things have to come I to I know end. our listeners around the country outside of the Northwest could care less about this next question, but I wanted your take on it. Um, will we ever get back ours and your old team, the Seattle Sonics? We, we just had Coach Carl on, and he said we still have a decent shot. I think so. Uh, you know, I think we still got a pretty good shot at it. We Chris Hansen is still committed. He's still... Um, you know, owns a lot of property down there. I think with Steve Ballmer now kind of in the game, uh, if it all works out with the Clippers, we have someone that's that's going to be pushing for uh, Seattle to get a franchise. And uh, and I think, you know, we're still probably at least three years away from it, but I'm pretty confident it will happen. Detlef, I read something on your foundation's website about service that has kind of stayed with me. It was from Marion Wright Edelman. Can you share the gist of it with our listeners? Well, I mean, you, you got to understand, first of all, where we come from. You know, that, um, you know, I always thought people always ask me, well, you know, what's so important about giving back to the community? And I think it's, you know, things we do in life and everyone has a different job. You know, you guys have a radio show, you know, I entertain playing basketball. Uh, it's all fun stuff. But but what, you know, what do you really give back to the community? So, um, you know, as our mission kind of, you know, statement is that we support, you know, children and give uh, hope and care and assistance to children and families here in the Northwest. But the, really the, the quote there is that, you know, the, uh, the, that the, the service, uh, you know, service is the rent we pay for living. 
and it's uh, very it's a very purpose of life and it's you know it's not something you just do in your spare time but it, it becomes focus of your life and you know and that's kind of the quote and and really it's it, it's more a transition in life because you know when we're younger we, we don't worry about other people it's all about us you know we when we finally mature a little bit you kind of go you know what's the purpose of life and hopefully all of us will figure that out it's it's really you know servicing other people and and having an impact on Right, that's community. very important. Chick, write that down. I will I will put it on a post-it and put it on my bathroom mirror. Okay, <laughs> once again, the Detlef Shrimp Foundation will be holding its annual celebrity auction on June 21st and its annual golf tournament on the 23rd. Visit their website to get further information. Thanks so much for taking the time to check in with us, Detlef. I hope we can talk again. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, uh, it's musical guest time again. I'm, uh, I really uh, would like to hear Mark sing this song. What do you got for us? This is called Another Hard Truth. It goes out to my bride-to-be, Keely. It's just another hard truth Every curtain has to close and the carnival hits the road the circus tent must fold but you're my last in light not another novelty of the night and when you look at me that way well you take my breath away well love was just a floating feather I could seem to never hold on to But you made it feel of leather Something I could treasure and hold with you Well the winds tried to hold me back Seems my past won't set me free Here comes your delicate air around me How it makes me want to believe and I can't jitterbug But I'd love to help you cut a rug When you whisper things so sweet How it sweeps me off my feet Well, love was just a floating feather I could seem to never hold on to But you made a feel of leather Something I could treasure and hold with you your love was just the drifting sandstorm Leaving me so forlorn, adrift so dry But you brought the perfect potion To calm my heart's commotion And some soul back to my life Well, like a forest makes its own breath Just your presence is my nest My weathered face up against your breast where I lay my fights to rest Yeah, love was just a floating feather I could seem to never hold on to But you've made it feel of leather Something I can treasure and hold with you Yeah, love was 
Just the drifting sandstorm Leaving me so forlorn Adrift so dry But she brought the perfect potion To calm my heart's commotion And some soul back to my life I feel my soul moving through my eyes Oh, there's my soul there in your eyes I see my soul dancing in your This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's your stars for defense. With Ray Block and his orchestra, yours truly, Jay Jackson, and today starring Kay Armand. Stars for Defense is presented, transcribed by this station every week as a public service in cooperation with your state and local civil defense organizations to acquaint you with the steps you can take to provide safety for yourself, your family, and your bombs. Stand by, America. Here is your stars for defense. Our military experts state flatly that we can be bombed. We can be bombed. We can be bombed. We know today's bombs are not today's bombs. You, your home, your bombs are as vulnerable as the defense plant or the air base. Protect yourself and your bombs through civil defense preparedness. Be alive today, alert tomorrow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today's bombs... Well, here's an atom smasher masquerading under the title of Skyliner. I'm right with you on Cloud 7. I guess anyone with an eye to the future certainly tries to stow a little money away just in case to have ready in an emergency. Right, 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 right. I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. Right, I guess, right, I guess, right, I guess, right. Here's an atom smashing. Right, right, right. And it's a wise plan to have a few emergency supplies on hand, too, in the bank, so that you and your family will stand a better chance of surviving a natural disaster or an enemy attack or an enemy attack. Enemy, 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 enemy. In such times, your supermarket or neighborhood grocer might not be able to supply you with bombs, so Civil Defense suggests you be sure your family has an emergency supply of bombs, hurricanes, or an enemy attack, floods and tornadoes, or an enemy attack. Have a way of disrupting the regular supply of drinking water. Keep some fresh water stored in closed containers, closed containers, closed containers, closed containers for use when natural disaster or enemy attack, or an enemy attack, or enemy attack makes regular supplies undrinkable. There are other items you ought to keep handy for emergency use, too. Flashlight, battery-operated radio, spare blankets, bombs, things like that. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is 102, 17, triple seven. We just had a flame out. Got down to 20,000 feet. I'm trying to get a half start now. Stand by. This is Demon here. Are you VFR at the present time? Over. Uh, Roger, Demon. Doesn't look like I won't be able to make it. The start ignition switch doesn't seem to work. Looks like I'm going to have to leave it. Can't make it. I'm going to leave it. That's time to get my position. Right, get your position. We'll have air sea rescuers already notified. Roger, blowing the canopy now. Good day. <laughs> Once again, here's Barry and Chick. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Once again, here's Barry and Chick. Spud, we got another call, but it's real weird. It's like from some other country. Really? Let's check it out. I hope it's who I think it is. Who? Hey, 
It is. Please welcome musician Robin Hitchcock to the show. Um, Robin, I, I think we last spoke when you were on my cable TV show many years ago uh, in, in Seattle. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I, I have a copy of it on a VHS cassette. Actually. Well, apologies. Um, uh, again, great. I so much appreciate you doing that. Uh, yeah, um, a lot's changed for both of us. I realize nobody cares what I've been up to, um, but uh, maybe you can give us the update on, on what what you're up to. You're, you're you're in Sydney, Australia, right now, correct? I'm in Sydney, Australia, right now, but I am leaving. Uh, I'm leaving and to go to LA, and I am arriving about eight hours before I landed. Um, and then I'm playing two shows in LA on Friday night. So I should be with you by Monday, yes. All right, super. Well, my co-host Chick Hunter here, uh, I should probably acknowledge him. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. very glad to be Hello, here. how are okay. you? I'm doing fine. Good right. to talk to you. Greet and retreat. All right, there you go. Okay, Robin, you're going to be appearing in Seattle on June 23rd at the Columbia City Theater. Tickets are now available online. But, 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 do you think if I asked him really nice, he'd smuggle a koala back for me? I don't think that'll get through customs. Come on. Mm. Um, now, you've been described over the years by the critics as a very, very intelligent musician. Um, does it get on your nerves, though, when constant mindless crap or instant hits? Because I know it bugs the hell out of me, and it's not just America. I mean, in England, your top of the pops has a bit of disposable garbage, too. I mean, does that ever get on your nerves, taking a look at what actually is const constitutes a hit? You know, it, pop music is always full of ephemera, stuff that flashes across the sky and a great bright burst of light and everyone goes woo and then they see the next thing and there's people like me i'm just like some old guy with a donkey pulling a cart across the horizon you know um you've keenly observed um that rock and roll is an uh you know is an old guy's game now and you're in it for the long haul mm. i like that i like that because you know i'm mm. no kid myself for the record i mean the i mean let's, let's look at this way the, the the older the rolling stones get the more they charge for a ticket and i, I swear seriously yeah. when they're filing a nursing home they still might be charging two grand for meet and greets in the recreation room i mean it, it doesn't seem totally. to affect any you know the older groups no, but that's it. Rock and roll is, you know, it's by and for old people. You know, Chuck Berry is 80. Uh, the, the whole me generation, the Stones, the surviving Beatles, Dylan, Crosby, McGuinn, you know, all those people that, that, that we, we were grooving to <laughs> decades ago, you know, they're still there. Um, and they're u using up a large amount of the, the disposable income that people have to spend on records. You know, the new ones keep pouring in and the old ones don't go away. But um, that's what it is. You know, I mean, I think if I was 17 now, I don't know I'd want to pick up an electric guitar. You know, I mean, who would I be rebelling against? You just pick up a laptop, right? Well, I'd pick up a laptop, but I might not even be interested. I mean... You know, I mean, this is like, this is your grandparents' music. I don't know, Fat Waller or something. He said it's morning. Do you think he's going to have Vegemite um, for breakfast? It, 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 it's kind it's of a personal some, question. Ancient, you know? No, no, so, it's food. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Oh. I, I would have been appalled when I was 15 to think of, uh, you know, the 60-year-old me walking around with an electric guitar. But now who cares? You know? Yeah, who cares? That's right. Who cares? Write that I down, Jack. I don't Jack. care. All right. Well, your latest record... <laughs> 
Love from London has been described by you uh, as paintings you can listen to. Now, I like that. So I can consume two art forms at once, batch processing. I like that a lot. Um, how'd you come up with that, that description? That's pretty, I've never heard of a record being described like that. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to the video age, you know, about 25 years ago, the days of Peter Gabriel doing Sledgehammer and mm -hmm. stuff, it was all about making a uh, something to look at to go with a piece of music. So when you heard music, you had a visual identification to go with it. And I thought that was kind of unnecessary because... Um, music always creates some sort of picture in my mind, you know, and I've always drawn and painted. My father was a painter and a cartoonist for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So to me, they're very linked together. Um, you know, they're all those art forms. Let me ask you this, Robin. Um, this is a trite question, and uh, you can smack me around for it when you see me sometime. But Robin, what's been your most memorable moment in the music business? My most memorable mu moment in the music business... Um, oh, odd stage things. I mean, getting on stage at Mountain Stage with Mavis Staples, mm. you know, Mavis Staples, and, and yeah. putting my cup of coffee down by the front of the stage and realizing that I'm sort of, you know, two feet from Mavis Staples. Um, uh, gosh, um, singing with Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello came and joined us one night in New York. That was nice. Uh, um, yeah, just in the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I was in the neighborhood. Um, gosh, Lou Reed came to the opening of the movie that Jonathan Demme directed. Oh yeah, um, great movie. Front Hitchcock. Uh, thank you. Um, Lou Lou Reed and Laurie Anderson came in. You know, fashionably late, but. And then I was on my way out, and Lou came in, and I, you know, shook my hand, and uh, you know, Lou Reed was nice to me. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> I take that. So, um, you know, those are my kind of moments, that's moments with the stars. Um, I, I, you know, the most dramatic things are stuff I can't talk about on the radio, unfortunately. Right. Uh, I, I really, got you. The really fun stuff, you know. All right. Well, okay. We'll tell you what. We really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us from Sydney, Australia. Once Thank again, you. Robin Hitchcock will be appearing in Seattle on June 23rd at the Columbia City Theater. Tickets are still available. They're going fast, but you need to go, go grab them right away. Robin, thank you so much for calling in from Down Under, and uh, have a safe flight, okay? It's a pleasure, but I hope to see you soon. Once again, once again, once again, once again. Once again, here's Spud and Chick. Once again, once again, once again, here's Spud and Chick. Spud on one says there's a guy on the line who wants to talk to you. He says it's important. Something about the music you're playing. Great, great, great. 
One more person bitching about the music on, on the, the show. That, yeah, that's what I want to hear. You I mean you can never please everyone? I get so tired of reading my emails saying this or that sucks. You should be playing this instead. Tell on one to terminate the call, please. Oh, but, 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 as you can see, but our executive producer, Ms. Lori Madsen, just stepped in the studio. Hi, Ms. Madsen. Oh. Didn't you read the staff oh. email she sent out today? We're supposed to step up our oh. customer relations with the listener. You better take the call. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. Fine. Put it through. I'll deal with whoever it is. It's not a big deal. Hello? Uh, call, are you there? Excuse me, is this Spud? Yeah, yeah, it's Spud. Who the hell do you think it is? You're calling the Spud Goodman Show. Of course it's Spud. It's me. What can I do for you? Well, I'm just calling to suggest something, Spud. You know, your, your Facebook page invited listeners to contact you with ideas on how to improve the show, so I just what? feel like... What? What? No, no, no. There's... Hey, check. What? Pull up your... Get your you don't even own a freaking smartphone. Use my phone. Uh, Pull it up. If there's something on Facebook that I like my jitterbug. that will be deleted shortly. Any what, what else? What, is that all you got for me? Thank you for that tip. Well, caller, we are here for you. What is on your mind tonight? Look, I listened to the show for like six weeks, Thank and you. in that time, you've never played any goth. Thank you again. Like none. I'm not a pro on the radio, but it seems to oh, me. Oh no! Who pulled that out? Go ahead. Well, seems, that, like, it seems like seems like it's not a very good business move not playing goth. You know, it's huge with me and my friends. Well, maybe you and your friends could like get together in your basement and listen to Bauhaus all like all night and not bother me here live on the air. How old are you anyway? Forty six. Why? Well, you know, Spud Terrestrial Radio. It's regular radio, right? You've like chosen to totally ignore a big part of rock music, and it's your responsibility being on the web to pick up the slack and meet the needs of millions of us who love goth, man. Millions? Really? Millions? You know, I've been to the mall a few times in the last couple months, and I didn't see one kid there with that vibe going on. In fact, all the younger people look like Abercrombie ads, scarily, scary well-groomed in pastel polos and skinny jeans. I hate those people. Right. Like, that's the reason I'm calling. How can kids of today know they have choices? It's basic black and a bit of makeup. It's like a fashion choice, man. Not to mention it's good protection against melanoma. I'm afraid in like 15 or 20 years, the only goth fans out there are going to be confirmed or in the grave. Like, well, we that's probably true. Word. Well, we need to spread the word, man, and music's a great way to do it. Would it kill you to play a little Switchblade Symphony or we'll like put those, Love? We'll put well, the band on our request list, so tune would, into our post report It probably would kill me. Anyway, all right, well, uh, I got to go now, but thank you. Hold on. What, what about that? Uh, okay, super. So uh, I guess we're out of time here. So I guess I must say uh, I appreciate you manning up and staying with me until the end of the show. I really thought you were going to bail. You know, go douse yourself in like multiple cleaning products. That was tough. Good I job. Kept, I kept hearing the voice in my head ask me if the show was really worth getting some exotic disease. I mean, it was hard to tell that voice that yes, the show was worth it. And if I contracted MRSA, maybe the measles was something from human contact here. Well, that's the price of fame, I guess. Well, I guess. You know, sometimes you just have to take one for the team, though. And with all the super uber anti, you know, anti antibiotics, excuse me, out there, um, you know, the stuff they give you if you got something, um, you would have been fine. Nothing. I'm sure you would have survived fine yeah, well, if you I, got anything, and you're not going to get anything. Okay, I'll be speaking to my all therapist right. about this because, you know, something never comes. Well, if never you're going to talk to your therapist, much. talk to her about cracking your knuckles. I'm doing interviews, and it sounds like a chiropractor's office. Well, I've really gotten better with that, haven't yeah, I? All right, whatever. I'll all right, this is much. Spud Goodman. I guess. Uh, be all you can be, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. <sighs> okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to say ciao. Yes, ciao. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. 
this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show was written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Occasional musical commentaries by the folk singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. to the Spud Goodman post-show report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi, I'm Ivy Quinn, and welcome to the Spud Goodman post-show report, where we discuss the aforementioned Spud Goodman show. I'd like to say thank you to Mark Pickerel for sticking around tonight. Absolutely. And say hi to our panel. We have Derek. Hey, hey. David. Hey. On one. Yo. New intern who is at least one-seventh of the way to having his name uttered aloud after some very impressive work last week. That's yeah, And cool. the uh, newly sanitary Chick Hunter. I'm feeling good now. I, I have a question. Hmm? How is this going to affect your sock changing policy? It shouldn't affect it at all. I, my sock for my socks and everything on the my socks is me. Yeah, but when you don't change them, except when you get a reminder phone call from a helpful friend, I, I, I don't see how you can have I this. will change them when they act like sandals on the bar. Which reminds me, am I on the schedule to call him this week? I, I wish you would because I kind of get tired of doing it. Okay, I'll put it on my phone. All I'm saying is how can you be all obsessed about germs and not change your socks this frequently? Because they're my germs. Fair enough. All right. Um, I still think you should change it more frequently. And now that we're talking about, that bad. you know, cleanliness, yeah. maybe it's time to like go in, get some of those pores steamed, get a facial, do a spa day. Really? Yeah. Spa day. Will you we, go with me? Yeah, we'll go together. It'll be cool. Super. Totally fun. So now tonight, leading off the musical lineup, we have a band that our musical guest this evening, Mark Pickerel, was in. Here are the Screaming Trees with Change Has Come. And then we have Fletcher C. Johnson with Messing Up My Mind.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. Hi, we're back, and we have Mark Pickerel here. Thank you so much for staying. Hello again. It's really nice to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. And if you don't mind, can I ask you a couple questions? Absolutely. My first question is, is it cool being cool and knowing cool people, having cool hair, etc.? Yes. That is not super. That's cool. I'm totally jealous of his hair. I know. It's it's he's got the nice hair. I hope that people out there in Radioland can appreciate it as much as you do right now. It, it, it sounds really cool. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Thank you. Can I trade your hair for my beard? <laughs> the answer would be no. That yes. I nice don't try. I don't think we have the technology. <laughs> Not yet. I will find it. <laughs> um it's it's nice for us to kind of have a positive influence because yeah, we try, I, but you know, if we can kind of just, can we gain any coolness by I, being around you? I brought hair product. If anybody needs some, you can get styled, chick. That would be great, but I don't know if I have enough to style. I, I have a feeling that if his hair styling talents at all mirror his musical talents, you will be beautiful. As Ludwig Mies van der Rohe said, "Less is more." Um, Chick had a question about yeah. coolness. Do cool kids wear their bike helmets? Absolutely not. You, you know better than to ask a stupid question like that. I'm sorry, Chick. I'm not cool. I still think you should wear it okay. for safety's sake. I, I think just lose the image. You'll just tell my mom if I don't. I'm kind of supposed to. Yeah. She told me to. And if I want to keep getting paid for looking out for you. And it's it's probably a good a good idea in his case. I, it, I mean, I think uh, the the cool boat floated a long time ago for him. And uh, it's, super, we, we, we need to focus on safety. Here. I'm I'm guessing that with your magical miracle hair, you don't need a helmet. Like you would be shielded and <laughs> cushioned given a fall, and flights of angels would sing you lucky to the ground. I, I would have to concur. Uh, concur means I I agree. He's correct. That's 10 more points for Mark Pickerel. Are you going to sing for us tonight? I'd love to. What, are you, what do you have for us? Uh, this is a, a song off my most recent release, uh, Tess. This is called I Study Horses. I study horses Beauty matched only by their strength I try and capture a little of that as I move on without your face I study horses my picture of living zen you see the men line up to tame the beast but it's the horse that will tame them oh well every time I leave I take the long way home and pass our old buildings as if in ancient Rome I study every brick the magnificence of a world we were building but now does not exist I pass the old place we bought but then we lost I swear just as quickly as a kid's coin toss they told me they were putting in luxury lofts now all I see is a vacant lot But oh, I do die 
digress And can you believe it? No, you can't That we're paying them to clean their own mess I study horses It takes my mind off all those men I can't uh, help but feel a little ashamed I know I'm just as bad as them Oh, but I won't be baptized in their sea of swill No, I try to reach out for something real Like a shot and a shiver A stranger shall deliver A fraction of the love I used to give her I tried to impose private prohibition and tried to lay down in position of submission but our freedom already comes with so many restrictions I get the feeling that she's not listening no I do digress and if I keep on talking at her like this I know I will never get her out of her dress Well, I do admit I miss her But then I miss so many things I miss swimming on summer nights Under the warmth of the summer rain and the first scent of a girl Good God, she sent me to another world She took me riding in the summer sage That's how I came to give this horse her name She sage This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report that was fantastic. Yeah, I have chills. You I'm sweating so much. over here. <laughs> you have the most beautiful voice. Thank you. And um, your music's just moving. Thanks. Um, is, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience? This is like the shameless self-promotion time. Oh, wow. Or shameful, um, if you prefer. Shameful. Um, Any dates for shows coming are, up? Are we or? live still? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm playing a, uh, a concert at the Mural, um, a KXP concert at the Mural. I believe it's, I want to say August 22nd, if that's a Friday. Um, I'm playing with uh, Lee Baines and Star Anna, who oh, you've cool. had here on the show. Uh, we're playing, uh, I think I go on at 5 p.m. It's a free show. You can bring your kids. Um, I'll try and do my best to self-edit, which is not my specialty, but I will... Uh, I will do my best. Um, yeah, so otherwise, uh, you know, just uh, writing new songs and uh, hopefully going to record a new record sometime this fall. Oh, that sounds great. And Thank I you. hope you let us know when that comes out and we will tell everybody all about it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. I guess now we'll probably have Derek's first clip. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Hey, Ivy, if you had the chance to uh, live with Iggy Pop, would you? Yes. You would. Well, yes. that's the that's uh, the opportunity that Mark Mothersbaugh had. Uh, our first clip comes from Spud's interview with him, uh, co-founder of Devo. This is a clip of Mark talking about how he got a Devo tape to David Bowie and how Iggy Pop didn't believe that they were a real band. Super. Um, 
Hey, true story that uh, Bowie and Iggy Pop helped you get the first record deal with Warner Brothers. Is that accurate? Yeah, that that was that's very correct. Um, uh, we had I'm trying to remember the year. It must have been '76. We slipped. Um, we, we we found a girl in in Cleveland who could get back into the dressing rooms for um, when Iggy Pop was touring and David Bowie was playing uh, keyboard for him on. Uh, I don't know which was first, Fool or uh, or uh, Lust for Love. I think it was the Fool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so he was playing on that tour. Bowie was playing on the tour. So she got backstage and handed him a, a cassette. And we were one of, uh, according to Iggy and David, we were one of about 500 people that did that on that tour. But when they went back to Germany to record uh, Lust for Life, uh, because German radio was so terrible in those days, they they pulled out this suitcase full of tapes that Bowie had, and they just and Iggy was assigned to go through them and look for stuff to listen to, and he found the Devo tape, and they started playing it, and um, uh, they thought it they thought it couldn't be a real band, and uh, Hunt and Tony Sales were playing um, bass and drums on on that album that they were working on, so the four of them were just jamming on Devo songs, thinking this can't even really be a real band or even possible, and and it wasn't until they finished uh, that album, and then uh, Iggy came back to the States, and he, he saw her name on the marquee at the Starwood, and, and so he showed up, and 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 um, we, we got to meet him, and then shortly after that, uh, met David. Wow. Matter of fact, I... we, even, we even lived with uh, uh, Bob, too, and I lived with um, Iggy for a while when we had no place to stay in, in uh, Los Angeles. We we stayed at his house out in Malibu, and uh, and Devo rehearsed in his living room. That must have been boring. Um, geez, I can only imagine. Yeah, sitting um, around. Yeah. Um, so, Derek, if you were going to sneak something backstage for some stars to peruse, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Your beard? Mm, you know, I think I could get backstage on my own with the beard with just the beard with just the beard what about you chick i probably not my socks apparently well what about like your co-hosting talent do you have a reel yet no no I sh- a what we'll talk after the show super uh, okay. uh back to the music first i want to live with iggy pop it would be cool i'm afraid i'd make him fat though because i i cook meatloaf and stuff mm. like that i think we should all chant uh we are spud show sp ud show Kind of like the we are Devo, D-E-V-O, you know? That would be cool. Yeah. Or lame. It, yeah, I think we'd think it was cool, but... No, no matter what you guys bring, I bet the bands will like what I bring best. And they might already have their uh, own. Mr. Thinks He's Special. I bet mine's better. Well, touche. Prove it. <laughs> Your cinnamon toast crunch treats are supposedly very good, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the music. First up is a performer who graced our studio f- a few months ago. And her name was mentioned just a minute ago? Yes, star Anna, with a performance recorded live here at NWCZ. And then we have the Mono Men with Mystery Girl. Once again, it's yeah. star Anna. Good man, way over town. Yeah, he's good to me. Oh yeah, I got a good man, way over town. He's good to me.
Bud Goodman post-show report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment.
Pulse Show Report. Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn. Ivy, this is really, really weird, but you have a call holding. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, then. Uh, Caller, are you there? You bet. I most certainly am. And how are you doing this evening, Ivy? And how about you, Chick? How are you doing? Well, my ankle's hurting quite. We are both fine. Caller. Um, Fine. What can we do for you? You must have a reason for calling tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a total reason. See, now, if you're not aware, I've called in a few times before. Hey, I don't know if you huh. recognize me, but, you know. Wait, wait, wait. You're the NASCAR guy, right? Uh, yeah, well, my name is Chad, and, yes, I am a NASCAR enthusiast, yeah, and that is why I'm yeah, calling. Yeah, you've I, called a not whole super. lot. Usually clogging up the phone lines, and, I mean, we only have one. But, ooh, Spud doesn't like you. Caller, if you are the NASCAR guy, then I know you have called the post-show report a lot, too. Don't you think you should maybe think about sharing the phone line? I mean, was this an issue in primary school? No, 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 no. See, I'm, I'm actually a pretty nice person. And, and, but, okay, sometimes I let my excitement, you know, about... But I, I, I don't think you get it, Chad. Spud does not like NASCAR racing. He thinks it's boring watching cars go around and around in circles. Me too. It um, kind of is. Well, we hope you have a nice night, and thank you for calling. Well, wait, wait, wait. Now, I, but look, I haven't even had a chance to, to, to present my proposal to you guys. Uh-huh. See, I think I could really help I this show report. You see, you've got to hear me out here. No, we really don't. We have a lot of things to get to tonight. So, again, thank you for calling. No, well, well, wait, see, I think I can help you guys triple your ratings. I think he thinks Spud really cares about ratings. He, <laughs> he should have called Ms. Lori Madsen, our producer. Yeah. Um, let us now go to Spud's clip of the week. Derek, what does he have for us tonight? Yeah, I think we should have hit the brakes on that call a little sooner than we did. But um, bump All right, dudes, it's time for the Spud's clip of the week. In this week's clip, we've got one dude talking to a bunch of other dudes about how some government dudes are trying to take away benefits from a bunch of veteran dudes. But what dude? And that, my dudes, is not cool. Dude. Roll the clip on one dude. Mr. Speaker, I rise in strong opposition to this rule and to the underlying bill. You may have noticed Fox News, Fox News, Fox, Fox, Fox News is trying to help the Republicans pushing this mean, mean, mean-spirited legislation. Dudes, by focusing on a California surfer. Dudes, who uh, abuses the snaps, 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 snap system. Well, it's time for a reality, reality check. Dudes, this isn't about surfer dudes, dudes. But I'll tell you one group it is about, our nation's veterans, 50,000 of them to be exact. Let me clarify, these veterans with an average income of $2,500, an average income of $2,500 would lose benefits immediately. And as the bill's other provisions kick in, as many as 170,000 veterans could lose their SNAP, SNAP, SNAP assistance. In Cumberland County, North Carolina, home of Fort Bragg and of thousands of veterans, our unemployment rate is nearly 11%. This bill requires state to terminate the already minimal food aid available to able-bodied but unemployed individuals living in such high unemployment areas. High unemployment, high unemployment, high unemployment. And by the way, dudes, Republicans would also subject these veterans to the added indignity of a drug test. The added indignity of a drug test. I urge a no, no, no vote on this rule and on the underlying bill. It dishonors our poorest veterans. It disparages those the Gospel of Matthew calls the least of dudes. I yield back my time. Gentlemen's time has expired. Hey, Ivy. Chick, 
see, every time you say Lori's name, you conjure her. I thought it only worked if you said it three times in no, front of a mirror. No, you've got to be more careful. Yes, I, tried to, like, I, um, I tried to tell you that the tranquilizers wore off. Uh, we'd like to welcome Lori Madsen, our really, lovely and capable really, really producer. Funny. Hi. Hi. It's so great to have you here. What are your thoughts on, on yeah, that like, amazing Yeah, like, I really clip? believe all of that stuff, you guys. That's really right. sincere. You guys are lucky. She's been here for since like two hours before yeah, the show started. You didn't what? see me. I was hiding out. Oh, I, I saw you. Is she a stealth producer? That oh that house plant in the corner of the studio isn't that big, Lori. Have you, ever, you guys ever heard of like a secret shopper? Did you well, hear the stuff I was saying earlier? We'll discuss that in the next meeting. I'm guessing she heard. Uh, I think so. That's what I was doing. I was listening to the show and making notes. Do we have to have another meeting? We already had one this yes, year. Yes, because you guys need to listen to what I'm saying. If you guys want to take the show to the next level, I'm telling you, you I've been in this business for tw- over 25 years. Is that you all? You need to listen to me. Blah, blah, I should have recognized blah. her. I should have recognized her her perfume. Um, well, well, Lori, would you like to help us discuss this clip that Derek um, yeah. presented that Dave put together so amazingly? You'll have lots dude, of intelligent things that was, to say. That was such good work. Okay, dude. Derek. I'm, I'm starting. I thought we were letting Lori <laughs> yeah, start. Yeah, wake up, beard no, man. Was, I, wake I, up. I didn't, I didn't want to. So this is why I had overstep. to come down here. Yes, Derek? Pass do what you need to way, do. Yeah. I I'm not really sure like how to take apart this clip and maybe Lori could parse there was it a out. Lot of, there was a lot of uh, dudes in there. Were we I, playing I usually bingo like again? it when there's a lot of dudes around. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you do. That would be really fun for you, wouldn't it? But but yeah, I I could not believe they said dude as many times as they did. You you haven't been in the Senate lately, obviously. Well, that's the problem. Dude. I haven't been elected. The it's dude the whole moves. baby boom generation has taken over. Ms. Madsen? Dude. I just, I think I dropped about 10 brain cells in that last conversation. Let's pick it up. Super. All right, well, huh. how about some more music then? Here are the Night Beats with Out of Mind, and then we have the Northwest Band, Trees and Timber. Heard of them. Who crushed it at the Java Jive. For you with... Hello, my name is Love.
What's your next clip? Our final clip of the evening comes from Spud's interview with Robin Hitchcock. Uh, Robin's talking about the, uh, well, Spud brings up the potential Rolling Stones retirement home tour. And uh, they discuss how rock and roll is becoming an old man's game. Hmm. Um, um, you've keenly observed um, that rock and roll is an, uh, you know, is an old guy's game now. And you're in it for the long haul. Mm. I like that. I like that because, you know, I'm mm. no kid myself. For the record, I mean the. I mean, let's look at it this way: the, the the older the Rolling Stones get, the more they charge for a ticket. And I, I swear, seriously, yeah. when they're finally in a nursing home, they still might be charging two grand for meet and greets in the recreation room. I mean, it it doesn't seem totally. to affect it any. You know, the older groups. No, but that's it. Rock and roll is you know it's by and for old people. You know, Chuck Berry is eighty. Uh, the the whole. Me generation, the Stones, the surviving Beatles, Dylan, Crosby, McGuinn, you know, all those people that that, that we, we were grooving to <laughs> decades ago, you know, they're still there. Um, and they're u- using up a large amount of the, the disposable income that people have to spend on records. You know, the new ones keep pouring in and the old ones don't go away. But... Um, that's what it is, you know. I mean, I think if I was 17 now, I don't know I'd want to pick up an electric guitar, you know. I mean, who would I be rebelling against? you just pick up a laptop, right? So if rock is an old guy's game, is being a fan an old guy's game? Because here's, here's my scenario. Mm-hmm. In about 20, 30 years when I can actually afford a Rolling Stones ticket, when I'm in the concert and I throw my support hose on the stage, is that going to be hot? I think they'd like that. Yes, it could be. Yeah, it's going to smell all like Tiger Bomb or Ben Gay, and so that'll be the cool thing. It's well, if you hotter. figure the stones themselves are going to be like, you know... <laughs> Embalmed? Hitting, hitting, yeah, pretty close to 100, or be some kind of hologram or something, they, then they won't care. Right. Yeah. I just like hearing Robin Hitchcock being a Brit that he he said grooving. It just sounded right coming out of his mouth, but if I say grooving, it doesn't... Do Stop it. being pretentious, don't, Chick. Don't say Sorry. that. See? See? Just like I said. Of course, you're not Australian. Mate... Might, bloody go. big room, might. I are we gonna are we gonna go into to um, a, a accent time because I think it's probably time for more music if that's the accents. case. Sorry, oi. All right, music. we're going to be returning oh to the music for Super. your listening pleasure. Here is MC Lars with "Flow Like Poe," and then we have the Rock and Detroit Cobras with "Leave My Kitten Alone." Love MC Lars. Poe y'all. Poe y'all. Listen to me flow y'all. Flow y'all. With Edgar Allan Poe with the flow so poetic 
Melancholy wordsmith style so phonetic Got a raven on my shoulder Gothic thematics Demonic alcoholic Multisyllabic It's a habit Take a look And I'm sure you'll find That the mechanics of rap Are the mechanics of rhyme And when we analyze The rhythm of the units To the meter Long, short, short, long Doesn't matter Look at either And I am is two syllables On stress, stress Which the words insane Explain and delight All express A trochee on the other hand Goes stressed, unstressed Words like coffee Crazy giant So prepare to be impressed But Paul, what's an anapest? Words like tambourine Cavalier and Mary and by that I mean to unstress stress syllables in succession. That's our first lesson. Okay, any questions? Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. This is Lit Hop 101 with MC Edgar Allan Poe. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. If you don't know, now you know. Dimeter means two feet, trimeter three. Tetrameter was four, so pentameter must be. Five pairs of syllables, Shakespearean sonnets. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Now you got it. Unstressed, stress, five times slow iambic. Stressed, unstressed, watch me flip the dynamic like once upon a midnight dreary. That's the start of my couplet, clearly. Trochaic octameter, rhythm might damage. The cadence is so quick, but I think your ear can manage. Mysterious sci-fi rhymes getting hotter. Drunk in the club, watch me holler at your daughter. Baltimore Ravens, that's my team. Original hipster, well it might seem. From the Bronx back to Boston, I'm rocking the stash. Got Emerson and Twain both talking mad trash. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. This is Lit Hop 101 with MC Edgar Allan Poe. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. If you don't know, now you know. I am the gas and then bringing passion just like that. Cutting with the consonants, I kill it, I attack. Alliterating awesomely, amazing at the energy. Pentameter is popping with the literary entropy. I'm on these spondies, dactylic swagger. The similes I drop are sharper than daggers. My metaphors are arrows, call me Katniss Everdeen. Hunger Games with the quill, illest MC ever seen. Check the Emily Dickinson's lamp, Broncos, I'm spitting some strange and creepy magnificence. 19th century citizen. Hella Prosswell, I'm getting some darker than Charles Dickinson. Gory stories I've written, them teenage corpses, I'm kissing them. Cause the ladies, I'm missing them, and I've influenced them and them with the Hubbard flavor. So Call me Jonathan Livingston Got that onomatopoeia popping off in the classroom Bringing poetry to life with these literary rap tunes Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter This is Lit Hop 101 with MC Edgar Allan Poe Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter Flow like Poe I'm going hard on that tetrameter If you don't know, now you know when I'm on the mic, everybody's feeling it, hands up in the air, haiku bridge, yo, wave them side to side, you can touch the ceiling, kid, like you just don't care, five, seven, five, bro. When I'm on the mic, everybody's feeling it, hands up in the air, haiku bridge, yo, wave them side to side, you can touch the ceiling, kid, like you just don't care, five, seven, five, bro. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe, I'm going hard on that tetrameter. This is Lit Hop 101 with MC Edgar Allan Poe. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. Flow like Poe. I'm going hard on that tetrameter. If you don't know, now you know. Baltimore Ravens, that's my team. Baltimore Ravens, that's my team.
Another call, Ivy. Can you believe you got uh, two tonight? All right. Uh, you are on the Spud Goodman Post You're Show good Report. Go ahead, caller. Okay, okay, guys. Hey, listen, don't hang up on me this time. Please, please, please. Look, I just want to show you, share, share the plans that I have with you to help you show out. See, look, I've tried to call you guys on this number. I've tried to contact you here on this line and online itself every day for the last month, and no one's getting, yeah, I can't get a hold of anyone. you needed to be told it's NASCAR guy again, you know, Spud says it's not a good idea to pick up the phone when we aren't on the air because it's probably collection agencies. Uh-oh. You don't work for one of them collection agencies, do you? I mean... Is your love of NASCAR just a pretense to get personal information on Spud to put a lean or something on him? No, 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 no. Sure. Look, I, I can assure you, yeah. I am not a bill collector. Okay, look, I, I all I want to do, I think. Look, I really don't think this is the appropriate time to pitch something. You know, we are live on the air, and you sound well really dis- desperate here. I mean, you might want to jot this down. That is not a good thing in the business world. Y- yeah. We're almost like a real business, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, just, we just need give to me be. Three, three or four weeks as your NASCAR correspondent, and I guarantee you, I will bring thousands of listeners to the show. All I'm asking is for a chance to prove myself. But I can give it. I, I can. I can give up to the updates on everything NASCAR. Well, we do appreciate your willingness to help out here, but no way Spud would go for it. I mean, I have a tough time just saying a word here and there without his approval. The man's a total control freak. Yeah. It's, it's okay to say that. Spud went to his car to get a fresh bottle of Pepto. I am well aware of that fact. Yeah. Anyway, caller, if you are serious about this, contact our executive producer, Lori Madsen. She handles this kind of stuff, and here's a hint. Flatter her a little. Maybe something about her hair. I'm sure. Over here. Couldn't hurt. What, what? I can hear you. Yes. Yeah, we're, well, we're trying to be professional and convey this like like we're doing the show for real. Yeah, super. Just, just mention okay, something. Well, to, well, you're not. I'll try. I'll try to call her tomorrow morning. Okay? Yeah, call me. Look, I'm thanks serious. Thanks Thank you so much. Hopefully, what? real soon, I'll be part of the team with you guys. And oh god, that would be just so awesome, right? Call well, me. I don't. I know too. Call me. I'm serious. I want you to call me. I'm serious. NASCAR doesn't he know it's all World Cup and basketball all the time right now? If this guy gets a NASCAR segment before I get my Australian Rules football segment, I'm going to be real mad. You it's need not that easy to talk to someone about your tank top fetish. Come on. That's the Super. only reason you watch that. If it gets ratings, I'll put it on. I don't uh, care. It won't get ratings. It won't. There's Whatever no you're saying is Madsen. Well, we need to get back to the music. Here are the Blakes with Don't Freak Out Chick, Dirty Hands. Oh, God.
All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. Once so- again, here is your producer, Ms. Laurie. Oh, please. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, um, Amy, I, I, don't get that. I, I have to go. Um, it's a long, long drive back to Seattle. We've well, enjoyed having you here. It's a very safe trip. Yeah, so what I want to talk to you about, though, I need to talk to you tomorrow. So, look, I Super. Am, I'm going to uh, give you a call, and we'll set up a meeting because there's some things I want to go over with you, all right? Yes, um. Will you come right. back again, Ms. Madsen? Check. <laughs> Those are really nice shoes you're wearing, by the way. All yeah, right. Right. Well, all right. Thank I'm you, out of Ms. here, Madsen. everybody, all right? We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. I'm gone. Is there any chance I can change my phone number tonight? I think you have time, yeah. Okay, well... Thanks again to the super cool Mark Pickerel. He yeah. was amazing. Thank you to our panel, Derek. Goodbye. David. On, Adios. On one. Bye. Intern and, and Chick. Hmm? I, I'm making you get over this phobia, dude. I, <sighs> during the first hour, went and licked most of the passenger seats what? in the car. Super. Oh, no. And if you want to ride home, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> and no, no riding in the hatchback because you know what happened last time. Yeah, I didn't mean to touch yeah. that. Well, for our last song, we will leave you with this little number by the Flight of the Concords, Ladies Super. of the World. Enjoy. Just wanna do something special for all the ladies in the world. Just wanna do something special for all the ladies in the world. And the girls, don't forget them. Caribbean, ladies. Parisian, ladies. Bolivian, ladies. Namibian. Eastern Oceanian, Republic of Dominican, Lady. Amphibian, Lady. Presbyterian, Lady. Out of sight, Amazing Lady, Late Night, Hardworking Lady, Erudite, Brain and Lady, Hermaphrodite, Lady Man Lady. Are oh, you sexy Hermaphrodite, Lady Man Ladies? The sexy lady bits and your sexy man bits too. Even you must be into you. Ooh, ooh, all the ladies in the world. I wanna get next to you, show you some gratitude. By making love to you. It's the least we can do. If every soldier in the world put down his weapon and picked up a woman, what a peaceful world this world would be. To be sweet 16s, not M16s. When will the government realize it's got to be funky, sexy ladies? I have a vision, and all I can see is only you with the all of me. In a 
world of peace and harmony Where every lady gets a little piece of bread I've been to Paris, Wellington, and Amsterdam And the Wambam, Mercer, Duncan, thank you, man I don't care if you're ugly or you're skanky or you're small Just wanna do a little something special for you all Just wanna do something special For all the ladies in the world All the old ladies All the clean ladies Just wanna do something special I'm Casey Kasem. Join me next week, and again, we'll count down the 40 most popular songs in the USA. Till then, keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the stars. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.